Welcome to Mormon Book Reviews, where an evangelical encounters the restoration. I'm your host, Stephen Peiniger. And look, folks, you see this in the background here? Oh, I always get this mixed up. It's old. But you, MMR, what does that mean? Well, uh, as you, if you watched our episode last night uh, with me and Rebecca Biblioteca, we're starting a new segment, an intermittent series on Mormon Book Reviews called Mormon Media Reviews, which we'll, we're going to have uh, play directors and producers on, movie directors. We're going to review movies and TV shows, just like we did with the Under a Banner of Heaven after show. Uh, so that's part of another uh, wing of our channel. And actually, you guys are going to be about the first people we're going to interview for this whole thing. I've got two really, really cool dudes, Mitch and Garrett of Latter-day Bridge Builders. It's a new podcast that's been launched a few weeks ago. And, uh, you know, it was really cool because I, I saw you, um, I was, I was, I think it was on Reddit, and I checked you out. And then I reached out to you, kind of, you know, to, uh, just said, hey, would you be interested in doing something? And the main thing was actually, I, what really did it for me was listening to your 15-minute introduction, where you kind of talked about what your channel is all about. So it's called Latter-day Bridge Builders. And you guys have had this really unique thing going, where you're trying to create a safe space for people who maybe are leaving the church, have left the church, or are thinking of leaving, but don't want to leave. They want to stay. It's a place where it's not about bashing people or getting angry. It's about having gentle conversations about this large swath of people who are in this area. And this is, of course, I'm talking about evangelicals. Uh, we're having the same thing. You know, people are having faith struggles. Look, I was an atheist for a long time. So I know what it's like to lose one's faith or to leave. But I also know what it's like to come back. Yeah. And so uh, I think uh, this, this endeavor that you guys are doing, I think is really important because uh, this is a time period we're in where these are uncivil times and it appears that we can't have these conversations, but guess what? We can. And I want to provide, help provide more uh, safe spaces for people. And that's why I want to have you guys on the program. So uh, Mitch and Garrett, welcome to the program. Thanks. Thanks, Steve. Yeah, we're happy to be here. It's an honor. So before we get started on your podcast, what I would like for you uh, for us to do today is uh, is to talk about maybe give it, give me your backgrounds. Um, you know, were you born in the covenant? Uh, what your faith journey has been, and, and where you're at. So, either uh, Mitch, Garrett, whoever wants to go first, just kind of give us a little background on yourselves. You want me to go first? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. All right. So um, yeah, I I was born in the church. Um, I kind of grew up, I didn't grow up in Utah, <clears throat> kind of grew up outside of Utah. My dad was in the Air Force for 20 years, so we kind of moved around a lot. Um, I call Virginia home mainly, so I grew up on the East Coast, um, but the church, even so, you know, not being in Utah was pretty, you know, uh, pretty large in that area. Um, like I was fortunate to have a good amount of friends in that area throughout school, um, and so kind of grew up there. Uh, and then as far as my faith journey goes, I, I, I didn't really have any questions, any doubts, any significant ones, um, for quite a while, uh, like all through adolescence, I was just kind of on the straight and narrow. Um, and then I went on my mission at age 19 to Finland and, um, things were going pretty well, uh, faith speaking, you know, uh, for a while on my mission, it wasn't until about a year in when I started having experiences with actually other Christians that I was trying to, <laughs> I was trying to tell them, you know, that we have more that, uh, and I kind of viewed them as, you know, as, you know, these other individuals as having, you know, some of the truth, but not the entire truth. And I kept having these pretty profound experiences where these individuals would just be, you know, just glowing, you know, with like, you know, just like unconditional love towards me and just kind of just kind of saying things that just really got me wondering like huh like how is it that I've got more you know mm. um and that's that's honestly where it all started for me um there's a real big long story there but you know long story short um I stopped going to church about three years ago um I actually recently took my name out uh this year that's a new thing mm. um I, I went through all of the phases that are kind of classic to former members of the church, um, like an initial confusion, self-doubt, you know, kind of fear, you know, where I felt like, 
you know, what, what if, what if I'm wrong on this? And, you know, I kind of second guess myself and I wasn't willing to listen to my own intuition and that kind of thing. And that went on for quite a while, you know, um, I would talk with several church leaders and hear what they had to say. And I was just trying my best to like, you know, like, oh, what am I doing wrong here? You know, I'm not reading the scriptures enough. I'm not, uh, you know, I, I guess I'm not praying enough or I don't have enough faith and that kind of thing. And then eventually I kind of had the, almost like this, you know, sort of inner revolution within myself that was like, you know what, like my intuition is correct. Like I, I don't need to be doubting myself all the time. And I kind of just like took a leap of faith, so to speak. That's kind of an ironic <laughs> use of the, of the phrase. Um, and just kind of like tried not going to church for a little while, like, you know, kind of like a soft exit, you know, nothing huge. Um, and I actually just felt great, <laughs> which is, which was weird and unexpected. You know, I was kind of expecting my life to fall apart, you know? Um, and anyway, so uh, this was around 2019 when I sort of just like, kind of like that soft exit um, <clears throat> and things went really well. I didn't decide to actually take my name out for a while. I, I kind of contemplated it for a while. I'm still processing it. Actually, it's so recent. It's just a couple of months ago where my name was actually removed. And I, I didn't do that for, you know, angry reasons, you know, um, I, I kind of just, I felt like that was the last step for me to get rid of fear, to get rid of the, the church's ability to control me, so to speak, or, or at least have something to hang over me, not so much control me. Um, and I also just wanted to be a, a voice. I wanted to use my voice of unity with others who have been rejected by the church um, I, you know, I didn't want to have a leg in and a leg out, so to speak. And that's kind of, those are kind of my biggest reasons for doing it. But again, I'm still processing it, <laughs> still, still figuring it out. You know, I don't have all the answers. Um, and Mitch actually was, it, this was a really cool, uh, like uh, the foundation of our podcast is really interesting because we're neighbors. Um, we live like right next to each other <laughs> and uh, Mitch, like, you know, he just kind of like, we, you know, we, we got to know each other a little bit before, like, you know, when they first moved in, how long have you guys been in here now? Almost two years. Two years. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yeah. So, like we got to know him a little bit with like, just kind of like neighborly small talk kind of thing. Um, and then eventually he kind of approached me and he was just like, Hey, you know, like I've noticed that you, you don't go to church, um, which is fine. Like I, I'm not judging you for that. I just, uh, I was wondering if you'd be open to talking about your experience um, because I, have had some thoughts and I'm, I'm not going to tell your story for you, but anyway, that's kind of how we got started. And it's just been awesome. It's just been awesome because we've been able to have these conversations that I feel like a lot of people uh, are afraid to have uh, sometimes within the church for fear of being judged. And I, I feel like we, we create a safe space where we can have those conversations and people can just listen, you know, and just kind of facilitate that conversation on the air. So well, Garrett, yeah, thank you for uh, sharing that. And this is interesting on your background and everything. <clears throat> now, because this is where an evangelical encounters the restoration, I also want to know what, what was it like for you as a restorationist to encounter Christians in Finland? What kind of Christians were these? And can maybe just kind of talk about some of the experiences you had? Yeah, uh, so the official religion, uh, kind of like predominant religion over there, uh, like the state-sanctioned religion, I guess, if you will, is Lutheran. Mm -hmm. um, and so, but, you know, I encountered all sorts of Christians, um, you know, like Pentecostal, Catholic, you know, all, all sorts of Christians. And, you know, I, I had, there were all sorts of encounters, honestly, it was just that, you know, like, I, I was expecting kind of angry encounters, right? Like, that's kind of what you're, you're almost told as a missionary, like, you know, like, it, you know, when people are angry, it's just they're not ready yet. They're just not ready for the truth, right? Um, but what started happening was, you know, I would kind of deviate from the script a little bit, you know, where, or instead of kind of giving my pitch, I'd just be like, hey, you know, like, how are you doing? You know, mm -hmm. I'd stop people on the street and just be like, you know, we're just here you know, we're, we're just here. We just, we just want to help. Um, and I think that was partially because we did not encounter a lot of success in Finland. At least I didn't, you know, um, and that was discouraging because, you know, again, that was another one of those, you don't have enough faith as a missionary kind of moments, you know? Um, 
And so, so I think I was just kind of getting desperate in a way where I was just like, I just want to talk to somebody, you know, I just, I just want to have a conversation. And, and so I was just kind of, I just kind of like took a step back, you know, I was just like, let, let's just connect. Let's just find some kind of common ground. And I think a couple of my companions on my mission had a, maybe a slight problem with that, but most of them were like, were, were pretty cool with it. And we just had these like amazing conversations and we actually started to become a part of the community, which had never really happened before. It had always been like one of those, like, oh, there's those American, <laughs> you know, those, those American missionaries dress as FBI agents, you know, like <laughs> they would like cross the street to avoid us and stuff. And like, <clears throat> anyway, it's just not good, you know, like it was so anyway, so a lot of my, a lot of my encounters to answer your question were just like, just very good. Like the, the Finnish people are just very good natured people to begin with. Um, they can be kind of like timid uh, at first. But I, I almost kind of, I always compare fins to like, like a hard boiled egg almost where it's like, <laughs> it's like they have this soft or they have this really hard shell initially and you kind of have to crack it a little bit. And then you get to like this soft interior. And then when you're friends with a fin, you're friends for life, man. Like mm. they, they do not like, they are extremely loyal people. Um, and so that was just interesting, like to, to have those conversations that were a little bit less with an agenda. Um, with different fans, different Christian fans, um, you'd see them frequently in these small towns and they would just be like, Hey elders, you know, it's so good to see you. Like, what can I do for you guys? And like, Oh, you know, like we're good, but what can, what can we do for you? You know, it's just like, <laughs> it, it, it was just like this loving environment. And, you know, I know that that's often not a story that many share for the reasons for why they have a faith crisis, but that was mine. You know, like I, I was just like, there's got, like, there, there's no way that, like, like, I'm right here, you know, like, or more right, I guess, you know, so I don't know if that answers your question, but. Yeah. No, that's, that's really cool. And it's very fascinating because, you know, Scandinavia is large, that part of the Europe is very secular. I find it right. fascinating you run into Pentecostals and other Christians, and it's just kind of a cool story that you had experiences with them. And this is the thing, though, too, folks, I've had spiritual experiences with restorationists. And I've had people from all different segments of the restoration come to me and feel that they feel that the Holy Spirit is involved in my endeavor and that they have, I have the countenance of Christ. And this is coming from, you know, LDS folk. And that's kind of outside of the box of what this channel is all about. And this is the key thing. This is not an anti-Mormon program. And your guys are not an anti-Mormon program. This is, a, this is about having civil conversations with people that are kind of like you know, maybe in the gray area or they're not sure where they're gonna go. They're sitting on the fence. And, you know, I've had people, a lot of people, when I went to Sunstone, come to me and say, um, you know, my shelf is broke. Um, I'm not, I'm trying to put the pieces back together, but your program helps me be able to still engage the spiritual aspect. Uh, you know, maybe believe, maybe I can still believe in God or return to a faith in God and that kind of stuff. And I even had somebody tell me that my program actually helped them stay in the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints when they were thinking of leaving. Okay. That's cool. Wow. That's 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 kind of what this is all about. So now let's talk. Let's talk to Mitch. Now, Mitch, um, let's get. Let's. I want to hear your story as well. I think um, you know you we we've you and I have talked a few times, mm -hmm. and uh, I think that you know your story is very interesting. And uh, let's let's just share it with the audience. Sure. Yeah, I'll try to keep it in like ten minutes or so. <laughs> I could talk for hours about this story, but um, I guess. Ever since like high school, like 10 years ago or a little bit more, I always there were certain things that I just didn't really understand about the church or didn't really agree with, specifically like LGBTQ issues. Um, I found myself to find to be more libertarian rather than Republican, which most Latter-day Saints are more right-leaning Republicans. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, I don't have to agree with gay marriage. Why can't we just like let it be legal and let people this is pre- 2014 when the Supreme Court allowed it in the United States, right? Um, like, why can't we just let it be legal and stuff? And people in the church would be like, well, it's going to dissolve the family. It's going to, you know, the rhetoric behind that and stuff. I was just like, uh, okay, like, I'll just be quiet. Obviously, I'm the minority here. So um, certain things like that just never really jived with me necessarily. Um, and it's been a long process of me just trying to become a better ally towards those, those people um, who feel marginalized in that group. So 
anyway, that was just like something that was just always kind of eating at me. Um, but never enough to be like, oh, well, like there's no way that the church isn't what it claims to be. You know, I know what I had felt, everything like that. So I go through high school, I graduate, I am supposed to serve a mission according to church teachings, everything like that. Males are supposed to go on their mission pretty much right away. Like that's kind of the unwritten rule, um, at least here in Utah and the United States for the most part. So I wasn't living all the standards of the church in a lot of ways and wasn't considered worthy to go. And I would just kind of like, when people would ask, I'd just be like, well, I'm not quite ready. You know, I had some teeth issues. I'd always blame it on that, you know, stuff like that. So um, anyway, I eventually do leave on my mission. I do get to be living the standards. And I feel like, you know, Christ has been a big part of that in my life and feel like, you know, I'm doing well because he's giving me strength, you know, just like feeling on this like spiritual high. And I want to share that with people. So I left on my mission when I was 22 years old rather than 18. Um, most of my American companions on my mission were, you know, 18, 19 years old, and I was kind of considered the grandpa out there, <laughs> but it was super great. I loved my mission. I served in Africa, a place called Cabo Verde. Cape Verde is the other name. 10 little islands off the West Coast. Um, awesome people. Love them there. Um, to kind of talk about, like, the faith of people over there, the majority are Catholic, there were a lot of also like Seventh Day Adventists, surprisingly. Um, I think because in Portuguese, the word for Saturday and the word for Sabbath are the exact same word, sabado, right? And people just gravitate towards that. Like, well, it says like keep the Sabbath day holy, you know. So, yep. <laughs> um, some other churches over there, the Universal Church of the Kingdom of God. I think it's a Brazilian church. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you've ever heard of them, but um, I think I know. Um, what you're talking about. Yep. Yeah, and the apostolics. Mm -hmm. um, anyway, like awesome people as well. Like I was just felt like this connection to them and we, they love God. You know, mm -hmm. most people are Catholic, not necessarily like active Catholics going every week and whatnot, but um, we would just knock on people's doors. I had a very opposite experience than what he had in Finland and most missionaries have, I feel like in more Europe, America, like U.S., uh, Asia, stuff like that. So like we would knock on people's doors and without even saying anything, they'd be like, come in, mm. sit down, mm. talk about Jesus with us. I was like, yeah, this is easy. You know, <laughs> <laughs> um, our big thing was just like, you know, getting people to commit to stuff and commit to baptism and et cetera, et cetera. So, but in the eyes of church members and even in the church, I was a successful missionary. I baptized 30 plus people or something wow. like that, you know, um, where they are today, you know, kind of varies, but I really love my mission and I love like what I taught over there. Um, kind of getting ahead of myself, but like one thing that has like kind of put some guilt into me is just our history as in like the Brighamite church um, history with black people and not giving them the temple ceremony or the priesthood up until 1978 um and i like never told people about that you know and i feel like that's an important thing that people need to know about the history of the church if they want to join it especially towards black individuals right so a little bit of guilt on my part for that like just not bringing it up as much but i'm not like eating myself over it you know like beating myself up um but it's it's tough you know that's a tough part of mormon history and i think we need to talk about it more and hear more from those voices, Black people's voices, and how they were affected by it, and how there still are elements of it today in the church kind of circulating around. So um, anyway, I get back from a mission, I get married to my wife in the temple, everything's going great, you know, I'm a true blue Mormon, <laughs> and living my life accordingly. And last year, my daughter was born. And just all these things kind of just like came to a, a peak, I guess. Um, I had a lot of issues with like the purity culture that's in the church and how just like sexual sins and stuff like that is just like so shamey, I guess, if that's a word even. <laughs> but um, anyway, without going into too much detail, I just 
and like thinking about my daughter and like what I want to teach her and stuff. I was just like, do I actually believe this? Like, is this legit? And I decided to dive into some things and kind of went down the rabbit hole all of a sudden about some church history issues and truth claims and all this stuff and things I'd never even heard about, you know, my whole life and trying to look for faithful sources on the subject and LDS.org, the church's website is just like completely, like doesn't even mention it at all. And I'm just like, okay, like what's going on, you know? So all of a sudden I'm in this faith crisis. I'm praying to God, like, you know, is this true? Like I felt like, like it's true. I need to know. And I'm getting these spiritual feelings all of a sudden that it's not true. And that just added one more level to it because that was like my fail safe. Right. And I'm just thinking like, I don't know what to do. So, you know, I wanted to keep open communication with my wife. So I'm telling her about it. Um, I didn't want anything to like build up necessarily over years. And then all of a sudden come out, you know, Hey, I don't believe in the church. And then that could just ruin everything. So it was tough for a little bit. Um, me and her had some disagreements on things and we were like wondering what would happen with our family and our future because temple marriage is like such a deep doctrine in the church and you have to be committed to your commitments and covenants that you've made in the temple and to each other and to God and to not really have that level of faith anymore just kind of cracks everything in a lot of ways so um, as I'm going through this, I try to look for some ropes to hold on to, you know, like, how do I stay in the church? So I reach out to a friend who gave me some stuff. She had gone through her own faith crisis and decided to stay in the church. So I'm like, okay, sweet. You know, she gives me some podcasts. She gives me some books. I'm loving those. Um, one of the podcasts she sent had this guy named Jared Halverson, and he's a institute teacher for the church with the church education system. Um, very knowledgeable guy. I went to divinity school at Vanderbilt, I want to say. Um, got his PhD in like anti-religious rhetoric. And come to find out, he's teaching at the University of Utah where I go to school. And he's got this class called Navigating Trials of Faith. And I'm like, man, this is an answer to prayer. This is perfect, you know. So I'm going to take this course. Everything will be great. Um, and I really love that course. And like what I what I learned from him in a lot of ways he just really helped me see how to have more of a balance in life. And of course, he's an active member of the church and, you know, an, an apologist in a way, um, trying to keep people in and such. And anyway, I have a lot of respect for the guy. Um, after that course, which was just this last spring semester, so like May, I'm just like, okay, like I'm feeling okay. I don't know that the church is true, but I want to believe that it's true. Okay. And I'm just like, you know, going through that still going to church every week during this time, like during that semester and stuff, I had this spiritual impression, like I should start a podcast, you know, and I want to build bridges between people. I want ex Mormons and true believing members to be like civil and come together rather than all this like rhetoric and debate back and forth, which I think is toxic in a lot of ways. Um, I mean, I, participate in it sometimes so I am a hypocrite in that sense and I need to be better and I'm, I'm trying you know I'm trying to find where I can figure things out and so I decided to do this podcast like while I'm like hanging on to the church and like still in it um, come May come June this year I'm like getting some more information online looking at like good like objective sources you know straight from church approved things um, and I'm just like coming to this conclusion. I'm like, the church isn't what it claims to be in a lot of ways. That doesn't mean it's bad. It doesn't mean it's evil. I think there's a lot of aspects that are kind of like bad and they need to be fixed, but, um, yeah, I still like love the people. I still love all this stuff. So anyway, all this stuff kind of, I'm kind of rambling on, but <laughs> all this stuff comes to a culmination. And I'm just like, all right, like I, I, I can't believe this anymore. At least in the traditional sense of the word of belief in the church, believing that it is the fullness of the gospel, believing that we do have a literal prophet that speaks for God. Um, and he's the only one authorized on the earth to do so and stuff. So I kind of tell my wife about it, you know, I decided to tell my family about it and I'm still like, I still want to do this podcast. So I reach out to Garrett, you know, my next door neighbor, I knew he wasn't active in the church and I didn't know why. So I just wanted to like, talk about it with him and so we walked around 
town for like what was it like two like hours, two hours yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just talking about like our stories and like what's going on and whatnot and it was just like so therapeutic in a lot of ways and did I bring it up in that conversation about the podcast yeah it kind of at the end yeah okay. yeah yeah it was really neat because like yeah you I feel like the Latter-day Bridge Builder concept was born like yeah at least our, our idea for the podcast and kind of the vibe you know like, right because we you know we we were seeing a lot of things the same way but not everything and so like it was just like that conversation was really like you know it was not polarized at all sure. I felt like it was, yeah. was kind of like you were sharing your concerns I shared my story and I was just you're you're asking me kind of like you know what, what I thought about your situation and I was like man that's that's you you know like, yeah. <laughs> I can't I can't say anything to that you know right, right. <laughs> you, you kind of you know yeah so we just decided to start this podcast and to have these kind of more touchy conversations in a lot of ways and we want this like you said a safe space for everybody and not I think probably the majority of the people listening to the podcast will be those who have either left the church or somewhere like trying to hang on somewhere in the middle but I also want like full believing members to listen and feel like they're comfortable here too so um in our introduction we mentioned some like rules that we yes. have for ourselves and stuff like that so did you want us to go over those well this this is or? so interesting I'm, I'm glad you guys are sharing this because um you know i think it's important like so when i listen to your introductory um episode i was like these are like two faithful mormons who've had faith crises and they found a way to stay within their faith. Um, and, and it just seemed like <clears throat> what I really liked about the spirit of that episode was it was very gentle. Um, it was not about tearing people down. It was about trying to uh, create, a, like you said, a safe space for all, all the voices, uh, like I like to do with my program. And, and then when you, <laughs> you guys did your rules, and I loved it because the very first one was, it's gonna be no swears. Well, that's not how you said it, but that's how I interpret it. No swears. Maybe just talk about like your statement of principles, like what you're what what you're operating under, what 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 you're trying to do with your channel, and let's just start with those rules. Okay, cool. You want to start? Sure. Yeah. Like I I think kind of to your point or like kind of what Mitch was saying, like we're we're trying to get you know both members who are just true blue Mormon members who, you know, we we want them to listen to this too. That's that's I I think that's like you know half of it right like we we want to build bridges so a lot of our rules uh we felt were trying to include them in 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 them feeling like it was a safe place to listen um so swearing was like one of those right off the bat like i i have an issue with swearing um i've picked but, it up a bit too recently yeah, so <laughs> it's, it's just like and and that's i'm not proud of that you know like yeah. but you know like i i knew that like i had to I had to remove that from my everyday speech to in this podcast, at least, and hopefully elsewhere as well, just so I can try to like, you know, get the point across, you know? Um, so no swearing was one of them. Um, not going over anti-material was another one. We really wanted to reserve that for, you know, a, another podcast, you know, other platforms that we felt that would cover that better. We wanted this space to be, you know, not about us. That's another rule that we have. Not about us. We're not trying to share, you know, why we left so much, although it will kind of seep through. We wanted to just discuss the issues and discuss how we can be more inclusive uh, on both sides. Both sides, meaning those who are out of the church, those who are in the church, and all the extremes and all the middle ground as well. Um, and hopefully, I would say, hopefully, people outside of the church too, you know, um, like I would, like here in Utah, there's just, well, <laughs> there's just so many members, it's just like seeps into the culture, right? So like, I also wanted this to be building bridges with people outside of the church, probably more living in Utah or have like, more Mormons right next to them. You know what I mean? So like evangelicals, like I'd love to like talk to like local pastors, if they could get on the show and stuff like that. And you know, Jews, Hindus, atheists, anyone just kind of like who has had Mormons right next to them and like felt like maybe there was a disconnect in some way and maybe not treated right. Like I want to like help build that bridge as well. So and we, we kind of felt like when we were talking about the idea of this podcast, we were thinking like, 
how how could this go wrong like what's what's the worst case scenario with this right. <laughs> <laughs> so so like you know let's let's say that you know a true blue member and uh like the most anti-mormon right they live in the same neighborhood which often happens right and what if we got them to talk to each other and not or not even talk to each other just not look at each other so with such hostility you know just to kind of respect you know the other's way of life that's the worst case scenario like we we, <laughs> we, we have a stronger community <laughs> yeah <laughs> so where can we go wrong right <laughs> yeah no that's that's great i uh I uh, I really appreciate what you're doing because, you know, one of the things is, like you said, you want to create a safe space. I also like the idea of you talking to other people, maybe outside, like to, I could probably line up some some fairly prominent Christians to come on your program. So perhaps I can help with that endeavor as well. Yeah, that's awesome. That'd be amazing, Steve. Yeah, I mean, and, and I definitely, I want, you know, because this channel is, even from the beginning, I was like looking for people that nobody's ever heard of or they're just getting started up. And if they have the same spirit, you know, of trying to just be kind and gentle and show that we can actually have these conversations where people can disagree with each other, but still be civil. Um, I want to encourage that kind of dialogue in these times. Right. And so, like I said, when I heard when I heard what you guys were doing and I was like, okay, this this has to be, we need to put this out there. And this is the other thing too. Now, for those of you who are like faithful LDS, you're like, well, why should I listen to this program? Well, it's because you probably have very close family and friends that have left or are thinking of leaving. And you maybe need to understand where they're at. And maybe this also, your platform could be another place where be like, well, why is it that my son's leaving or has doubts or my daughter? And I maybe need to hear this perspective to just maybe you can be more empathetic, but you know, coming better understanding of where they're coming from, and that that's important because so often you know I I, I mean I've I've dealt with a lot of people who have left a lot of different faiths, and as a matter of fact, back in the day I used to hang out with a lot of bunch of ex Jehovah's Witnesses, and uh, their lives were devastated. And actually, it's it's pretty the Jehovah's Witnesses is a kind of a different situation than than the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter Day Saints in my mind. But man, you know, it, the most Christian thing you can do is to love your enemy and to turn the other cheek, but also to also try to put yourself in that person's shoes. So maybe talk about that. Yeah, I think, so for instance, like we're brand new to this, right? We only have our introduction and then two episodes currently out. We have a third one recorded, which we'll post this next Sunday, where we talk about like boundaries um, and kind of go along with that. like. Like when we talk about stuff, we're going to be kind of critical of like both sides and like the, for lack of a better term, toxic, that word is thrown around like all the time now, right? But yeah. the toxic behaviors of like both groups and kind of call them out a little bit. Um, well, and let me just our, add, if I could sure. just add to that. Um, yeah. You know, here I, I, I do interact with like ex-Mormons on some of their forums. And I have to tell you, unfortunately, sometimes anti-religious bigotry is there. Like they'll make a lot of assumptions about me because I'm an evangelical, just because right. I have evangelical in my name or I call myself totally. a Christian. Yeah. And they'll attack and they're like, have you even listened to my program? Do you actually know what I'm doing? Um, so there's this, uh, but I also understand what it's like to be hurt and angry. And I know that's where they're at, but man, you got to get out of that angry phase and, and as quickly as you can. Now, of course, it might take a little time, but that angry phase can be very counterproductive. You could do a lot of damage. Totally. Yep. That yeah. maybe you can't fix once once you've kind of been able to kind of, you know, find your way out of it. Yeah. So what we're trying to do is if people are leaving, this is any faith tradition whatsoever. Um, I understand. Uh, you guys understand. But also you can see how much harm you can do to yourself if you allow if you stew in the anger and and really quite frankly, some of the hatred that you have in your heart, maybe, right? Yeah, definitely. And so maybe this can be part of the healing process. Now, my my like I like I was on Mormon stories. And one of the things I told John DeLynn was, uh, you know, when I was talking to him was, uh, you know, on, on tape, I say this, is that I would feel bad if somebody left the church based on something I said on my channel, because I understand what that means. Right. The, the consequences and uh, what that could do to your psyche and what it can do with your relationships and everything like that. So like, this is not about trying to get people out of the church. It's just about having these conversations and, 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 and try to help. So I think that 
this is really awesome what you guys are doing. So just continue with what you were saying. I, I, I really am very excited about what you guys are doing here. Yeah. Um, like one of our kind of like things that we mention a lot is just like, we're not the experts on other people's journeys and that we don't want to drive people one direction or the other. Um, I feel like within the church, there's kind of this expectation, like, yeah, you can have your doubts. You can go through a faith crisis, but you'll eventually come back. And we know, we all know that, or, you know, like you'll be all in eventually or something like that. And that doesn't happen for a lot of people. And I don't want to people, people to feel like our podcast is trying to keep them in necessarily. But I also don't want to feel like our podcast is like driving people away. Um, it's just a place where we can just talk about things and how we can be better at building these bridges between each other. And yeah, it's not a form of debate. You know, we're not going to be de debating topics and going back and forth. We're just going to be offering like some criticism sometimes and like what we've noticed in ourselves, yeah. um, what we've noticed in like family members or friends. You know, we keep it anonymous. We don't want to call people out like specifically usually, but um, one of our other rules is like, when we do offer a criticism, we have to flip it and like, okay, mm -hmm. how does this apply to the other camp or yep. something like that? Like, how can we go back and forth? And of course we have our biases, right? Like yeah. we're both out of the church in a way. Um, sure. I'm still a member of record and I still, I haven't been for like a month, but I plan on going this Sunday and stuff. So yeah, we're like trying to do that. You want to go off that a little bit? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, something I was going to say, you know, Steve, you mentioned like, I, I would feel horrible, right? If somebody left the church or even thought about leaving the church based on what I was saying. And I, I think that we totally agree with that. Like that's, that's a big reason for why we laid those ground rules down is because, you know, if, if, you know, if I were to try to just make one clear point for all the listeners, as far as what I would want them to feel from this is that they can just trust their inner instinct, whatever that is. Right. So like, if that is like, I know that this is true and I want to stay in the church or I don't really know if this is true, but the church is a good place for me and my family just get them to, I want them to feel that that's okay. You know, that whatever that is, wherever you're at, that's okay. And to facilitate conversations so that nobody is being told that they're doing it the wrong way. Um, I, I think that that's, that's really the point that, that that's where I started, right? That's where I felt that that's what delayed my journey a, a lot in a lot of ways was, right. was just sort of on, on both sides, right? Like, you know, the angry ex-Mormons, you know, who are, who are just too angry for their own good. They can't leave know? the church alone, yeah, right? Yeah. We're yeah. going to do an episode on that, like just that yeah. phrase and cliche. So, right. Yeah. And, and also people in who are just shaming those who are, are struggling at all, you know, and like, that, that I think that when you feel like you have to pick a side, which is a big problem nationally, worldwide, it's not just within the church, right? Um, the Church of Jesus Christ, Latter-day Saints, I mean, and, and any other church probably for that matter. You know, it's, it, yeah, I, I think it's something that we're, we're trying to have these conversations about. Yeah. yeah. So anyway. <laughs> yeah. So I, um, I just really think it's... Uh, you know, I really, I really want to wish you guys Godspeed on your endeavor. Um, I, I also want you to maybe talk about some of the episodes that you've already done. Mm -hmm. And I also want you guys to talk about some future uh, things you're going to talk about. Maybe, maybe guests you're going to book. Just t t tell us, give us a preview of what's ahead for your uh, awesome podcast. Yeah, for sure. Uh, one thing we've talked about is like a tackling cliches, kind of like series within the podcast. Um, so some cliches that we thought of, um, like the church is a cult. You know, that's like a cliche, kind of a more on the ex-Mormon side. Um, one, like maybe inside the church is the doubt your doubts before you doubt your faith. And like, you got to stay in kind of. Um, another one, you know, you can leave the church, but you can't leave it alone. Like people within the church say that about ex-Mormons, just kind of like discrediting them completely. And then people without, like outside the church are like, well, everyone within the church is just living in a bubble and brainwashed or sticking their head in the sand. So we kind of want to like tackle those type of, types of cliches in a lot of ways and be like, okay, like what's valid about that cliche? What's, where are we taking it too far? Um, going kind of like just deep dive into it and why is it terminating the conversation rather than building a bridge? You know what I mean? Yeah. And I, I think we also eventually want to bring on guests because as much as we try to keep this arena unbiased, it's going to get biased. <laughs> and I, I think bringing on individuals who can offer different perspectives is just going to even more facilitate our mission here. Right. Um, especially people talking about their stories and, and how they interpret things and how, 
in any way that we can facilitate this conversation on how we can have more common ground or even just respecting people without any common ground, you know? And I think, I think that that can be best achieved long-term with on our podcast by bringing on guests and kind of talking like you, Steve, you know, we hearing your perspective is already giving us more perspective, right? <laughs> you know, totally. More insight into how we can reach out to say others in the Christian community that that has not been something that we've been talking much about and that we need to, you know, like that's that it's not just within the church, Jesus Christ, Latter-day Saints that we're having these issues. It's between Christians sometimes. Right. Um, so I think that's also a vision that we have with this podcast going forward as far as future episodes go. And I guess we should mention what we've recorded so far, right? That was, yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Uh, so, right. We have, we talked about the introduction episode, episode zero. Um, yeah. And so we, we've recorded three episodes so far. The first two are really interesting. We, we dive into more nuances uh, for why a member might stay in the church for sort of the classic reasons, like number one, you believe sincerely in the church or you, you believe it's true. You believe in the restoration, right? And then everything in between, like, this is a great place for my family, good values. I don't take it literally and so forth. And then episode two is the flip side. Why would people leave? Uh, what are some reasons for leaving? And we try to discuss, are, are these reasons valid? And uh, I mean, for, for one, to try to validate those who are going through that, but also to try to help others understand reasons for their loved ones, their friends who might have left. Like my mom even texted me, uh, we, we, we haven't even, my mom and I hadn't had too many deep discussions about me leaving. It's been mostly just, it's been cordial, but it's been not discussed to try to keep the peace, you know? And it was nice, I think, for my mom to be able to listen to the podcast because it was a non-confrontational way for her to be able to understand me. And I think that that same thing can happen for other listeners, you know, maybe, maybe, a, one individual's journey that we that we discuss on the podcast can really resonate with somebody else um and so episode three i'll let you talk about that one <laughs> yeah so episode three which comes out this sunday morning this next sunday um which i guess for people watch this in the future that would be the 28th of august 2022 um <laughs> is talking about boundaries and how to set boundaries we kind of go a little bit more into like what are some things that people in the church and people out of the church do to like cross boundary lines and kind of call them out a little bit on it. So like, for instance, we talk about the boundary of information where, you know, ex Mormons have this feeling like it's their duty to just bombard people in the church with all this information. Well, did you know X, Y, and Z about so-and-so leader or the book of Mormon, et cetera. Um, and then on the flip side, we talk about the boundary of testimony for true believing members it's like okay a lot of ex-mormons don't really want to hear your testimony like i'm sorry if that comes across like kind of blunt but you know it goes back back and forth and like that's how we're taking the same criticism and going both ways with it so yeah that one comes out this sunday um we have yet to record anything else so we're <laughs> we're going about this we're only releasing an episode every two weeks we kind of have some busy lives you know with i'm still in school we both work full-time and stuff so right um, it might ramp up from there and be more frequently, but for now we're just kind of doing every two weeks and, and so forth. So all I can say is that one of the things I really picked up is that you're two very thoughtful people, but folks also you're listening to these guys, you can tell that they have the talent and the chops to do a podcast. And I remember talking to you, uh, Mitch, in our first conversation was I listened to you guys and I was like, okay, you can you can handle this. You know, there are some podcasters I listen to it's like, you know, I'm not going to give a platform to just about any, to anybody, but I want to give a platform to people that actually have the potential to really put out a quality product. And uh, I think that, that I see that potential with you guys. Um, I also just love your spirit. I think that there's a gentleness that both of you exhibit the kindness, which uh, I'm all about. And uh, I think that this is the best way we can have these kind of conversations in 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 regards to these really really difficult topics and subjects that we have to deal with right so kindness and gentleness empathy um trying to be christ-like in our approach you know um i think that's so important totally absolutely so yeah, we both... let's see was there anything uh before uh we wrap this thing <clears throat> up uh i want you guys to be able to 
Is there anything else you want to talk about or uh, bring up before we uh, we uh, conclude this? There's just so much to talk about, but <laughs> we just don't have the time. We're well, just going to have to have more conversations, Steve. I think that's what we're going to have to do. Totally. Okay. <laughs> I, mean, I feel okay. like both of us could talk about various subjects for hours, but I, I think we got our message across, like what we're about and those who want to listen to these types of conversations, facilitating building bridges, take a listen to us. Uh, if you have feedback, if you've got ideas on topics that you want us to share to talk about in the future, reach out. I forget what our email is. Yeah, our, our email is ldsbridgebuilders at gmail.com. Um, if you could put that in your show notes, maybe like a link or something like that, I think that would be helpful. But um, yeah, and you can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, I think Google Podcasts and Stitcher. We're also getting a YouTube channel coming up. Um, it's going to be very rudimentary, or <laughs> at least at first. I just recorded it on my iPhone the other day, like our third episode, and it's not even like centered correctly or anything like that. So it's going to be very just like out there. Just if you want to like see our faces, because some people like the YouTube format. But um, yeah, we're just excited to go through this journey, and we're going to be making mistakes as we go along. You know, like we're not perfect. We're not historians. We're not sociologists. We're just two dudes mm -hmm. who just want to talk more about this. So we're yeah, we're learning as we go. And I've like loved our conversation so far because it's just made me recognize like what I've done wrong in the past couple months, even, you know, like with certain conversations and people and trying to rebuild those bridges and stuff between family members and friends where I've said something that I shouldn't have. And yeah, it's super cool. I love it already. And yeah. I think we've been talking about it from the get-go. Like, you know, if, if nobody listens to this, this is just <laughs> Which is it's for our like, benefit. Yeah, yeah. Like it's, it's healing for us, you know, like to, to add to what Mitch was saying, you know, it's, it's been healing in my journey. I, I feel like the, the sort of last stage to come into as a former member of the Church Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints is to let go of that bitterness and to try to facilitate connections no matter where you're at. And that's just starting with me. And it's been thrilling you know truly it's been great yeah it's been cool and i think one other thing too is just like like you mentioned and it's the data show people are leaving a religion especially like you know orthodox religions more of the structured you know um and kind of gravitating more towards spirituality especially people like we're both millennials gen z you know even more so than us and it's this problem is just going to get worse you know people leaving religion and people can become bitter and hate those who decide to stay in a lot of ways. At least it seems that way. I don't think like it's definitely a blanket statement. And I think the minority voices are sometimes the loudest, you know, in a lot of ways. And yeah, we just want people to recognize that you can still have a relationship with people, even though they believe differently than you in a religious sense. And just one final question. I'm yeah. curious, what kind of feedback have you been getting from people since you launched this endeavor? I know it's still early, but I mean, just tell me, you know, maybe what are people saying or have people been reaching out to you guys? Yeah, I've gotten several emails. Um, some like kind of prominent people too, that I was just like, wow, you're listening to this, you know? <laughs> uh, hopefully we can get them on the show in the future. And all, so far it's just been positive. Um, someone left us a three-star review on one thing, but they didn't put like a, a reason why so i uh, i know the audio quality on our first episodes isn't great but i'm i'm figuring that out you know how to i'll take it i'll take, stuff. I'll take a three star you know <laughs> That's um, i would like to know why like where can i where can we improve with that um but that's the only that's the only negative review i've seen is just a three out of five stars so yeah. I, I i had a, a friend of mine kind of criticize the way that i talk and so that's sure. got me second guessing how, to, how i talk about things yeah but i can't really think about i can't think about that while i talk or else i'll trip up right 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 <laughs> that's really it those small yeah things, it's like small, small things, things like yeah. as far as like the actual content uh people have reached out from across the world even i got an email from people in canada um they're listening to it like people in Australia are listening to it. Not a lot. I mean, but it's, it's spreading already. And that's kind of cool to see because we are just getting our toes wet, you know, in this, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. we just want to take it from here, you know, and just build bridges everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's like the really cool thing because on YouTube, I only get <clears throat> a real basic like idea where people are watching the program. Whereas I, my podcast form, which I don't, spend as much time on because I'm primarily a YouTube channel guy, 
But the podcast gets thousands and thousands of downloads a month. I mean, like five to 7,000 downloads. And, and I'm not, I'm just hardly working on it. And, but I have a map that tells me this heat map and it's like all throughout the world, Japan, Israel, um, Serbia, <clears throat> Belgium, the Netherlands, Russia, yeah. throughout the world are, are, are uh, downloading the podcast, which I'm assuming is probably the main, also the same thing, of course, with YouTube. And that's really awesome. But this is the thing. <clears throat> I helped launch Nathan Smith's YouTube channel last week, and I, I, I actually approached him like, you got to do something, because he's a writer, but I thought he's a very thoughtful person. I said, the key thing to starting a successful YouTube channel slash podcast is this. Remember, it's for an audience of one. It's for you, and in your case, an audience of two. Right. You talk about the subjects you want to talk about. You talk to the people that you want to talk to, and if you're doing it for you, and then you say, and if whoever wants to come along on this ride, please join. If you get caught up about what the audience thinks, all this kind of stuff, then you're going to kind of lose yourself. The important thing is to stay centered, do the show that you would want to listen to. And then you're going to, I think that's, that's, that's the formula for success in, in, in this whole endeavor. That's excellent advice. Yeah, I love that's it. Awesome. Thanks. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> well, this is great. <laughs> well, first of all, guys, Mitch, Garrett, thank you so much for joining, uh, joining me today. Of course, thanks thank for you. having us. Yeah, thank you so much. It's been and awesome. I just, yeah, this was great, and I and I enjoyed this. Uh, first of all, folks, I just want to remind you to don't forget to like and subscribe and hit the notification button for when a new episode comes out. Um, I will have in the sh uh, show notes uh, links uh, to their uh, podcast and email. Um, also, if you want to support the channel, there is also places where you can support us financially through PayPal, Patreon, as well as the merch store, MormonBookReviews.com, and uh, you could we have a ton of different merchandise. Uh, Somebody had an issue yesterday. We were able to refund them and then they re reordered it. So we, it's a third party that does all the transactions. So there have been issues, but uh, so far it's been a real uh, exciting thing that our, 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 the merch store. And I want to thank you, <clears throat> the audience. Um, I've been hearing a lot of really positive things from everybody. And then with me, with the COVID recovering, um, a lot of people reached out to me and uh, sent me emails and just say, how are you doing, Steve, and, and everything like that. And that means a lot to me. And so that's the key thing, too, is just having this relationship with my audience. And I love you, and I appreciate you. And guys, I appreciate what you're doing. So either way, remember Likewise. one thing. All the voices of the restoration will be heard on Mormon Book Reviews.